Last week on the Lords of Grantham podcast, we talked Poldark Season 1, Episode 7. In that episode, uh, Mark broke Karen's back, Ross helped him escape, uh, and Ross didn't face any blowback from that yet. Uh, also, Verity had gone missing because uh, she went and married uh, Captain Blamey. Uh, Demelza let everyone know that she did that. Francis was upset. Uh, he let George know who the investors were in, in uh, Ross's Carnmore smelting project. And George, you know, vowed to crush him. Uh, so we'll see how all that unfolds. You know, that comeuppance that is waiting there for Ross this week on the season finale of season one of Poldark. for the last time season one of Poldark <laughs> not last time forever as much as some people may want that to be the case oh, we'll talk about that We're, in a minute <laughs> well why don't we just talk about it <laughs> yeah I guess that's the news we gotta yeah so I, a couple weeks ago I said I posted on the um, Poldark subreddit to try to get mm-hmm. some people interested and we got a lot of good feedback on the reddit subreddit so oh, I we thought. did so if you're listening to this from the subreddit, thank you for sticking with us this whole time. I know we got a couple new fans. Follow us on the socials, if you will. But uh, let's just say some people some people like sharing negative opinions. You want to take it from here, Corey? <laughs> yeah, I mean, we don't get uh, iTunes, uh, you know, Apple Podcast reviews all the time, even though, you know, we, we, we'd love for you to give it to us. We don't always get them. They come once in a blue moon, and we just got scorched last week by uh by a lisa a which to be fair made good points you know that that we got the location of the show wrong it's not in wales it's in cornwall but cornwall is in wales right i i I did a lot of research it's not necessarily it's not but they do make references to wales like in this episode south wales um her points were fair in that we you know we didn't understand the characters names and relationships I, I think they also may have not understood our, our you know, gimmick of the show, which is that we're two uninformed men who are just working our way through these shows. Yeah, and, and so if she forgive said she us. stopped Sorry. at what, episode, season one, episode three, which is like... Uh, she watched two episodes, or listened to two episodes, she said. That's not fair. This is a five-season show. That's okay. I don't think they need to listen to more than they have no, to. I think I after mean, one episode, if, they should have gotten the Lisa with two A's is, is uh, currently listening, she's a hypocrite because she told us she's only listening to two. But look, my takeaway is just that if you got negative stuff, I mean, you can share it on the Apple podcast, but don't be afraid to like come direct. We, we, we'll we talk pref- this we out. We prefer that because it doesn't affect our algorithm. <laughs> yeah, we're trying to make people happy here. And uh, if if not, we understand just, you know, just don't blow us out like that. That that's It hurts. I got, but, you know, much respect to some of our listeners who, who support us and uh, our you know devoted fan Haley left a, a positive review on on Apple that'll help with the algorithm. But the complaints they registered, we understand them. We're also we're we're just you know here for you. Just you know, I, I will say to to, to respond directly to this individual who said that okay. it's like uh, handing in your book report without reading the book or some line along that that through you know with that message. Mm-hmm. We've been doing this for 
almost four years at this point. Yeah. So she's coming in to the most recent chapter of this book that we've been writing. And she's telling us not, that, that we're doing not doing our homework. She needs to put some respect on our names because we are the kings of this game. I, I, I don't care either which way. Okay. <laughs> it's the internet. You know, we're open to that kind of stuff. No, I so. mean, I'm, I, I, th- I feel like uh, it's just one of those I things that... I just encourage people to... I encourage conversation. I, I like the engagement. I like speaking to people about these shows and, and all that stuff. So Yeah, I know when we got slammed just, for our crown coverage, we definitely took it to heart because it was somebody that <laughs> oh, had yeah. previously given us positive <laughs> feedback. But speaking yeah. of positive feedback, we got a little... Uh, the Feedspot blog included us as one of the best 10 UK drama podcasts that you must follow in 2021. So, 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 so as much as that one review said, literally, literally said just horrible, this... What what is this blog? Is it an algorithm? Is it an actual blog, Dave? I, think I don't it's think a, it's, it's an actual algorithm. blog. I think it's a. Uh, but they they <laughs> directly at message us on Twitter. Us. So okay, yeah, this is just like an aggregator. Well, it's for mar- for marketers. Well, thank you, uh, AI machines out there, for putting us on the list. We appreciate the the, the press. Um, yeah, I not mean, our first go round, and that's that's great. So that's and we're number four. There's only three above us. Great. And they're all based in the UK. I think we're the first American c- contributors on this list. We're, we're, try, we're trying our hardest to reach we're the, the only, um, we're the only Americans on this list. So, hey. Take, take that for what for what you will. You know, you're, you're getting our, our flavor. And to that end, Dave, I haven't talked to you about to you, to you about this previously, but with Poldark Season 1 com- coming to an end here, you know, we get a, a, a rare break to reflect on the season. We'll do that uh, next week, I assume. But... Have you heard about this new musical that's come out on Diana? A musical? Yeah. So so someone had the grand idea to premiere it on Netflix first mm-hmm. to get people excited about the Broadway show of it. However, the reviews have been beyond unkind. They are saying it's... Some are saying it's so bad it's good. Some are saying it's so bad it can't be good. It is just bad. Mm-hmm. And I think it falls upon us, since this is this is hot and fresh out the kitchen, and it's still going to make a Broadway run allegedly, for us to watch it and let the viewers know: is this Diana musical worth their time? Sure. I mean, next week we're breaking down the season. Do we want to do that the week after our little pre-Halloween? Yeah, special? it it sounds pretty scary. Uh, what this show is, so uh, you know, sure. Cool. If listeners want to hear us break it. I, I, we'll let the listeners know whether they can watch it or, or not, and they and they can listen along. Sure. And maybe we'll take some fan questions in the event that we don't have much to cover. We'll make it like a little thrown together pre post holiday jaunt. <laughs> yeah, you, you know us, big celebrators of Halloween over here in the middle of the week. Yeah. Um, yeah. Before we, I mean, just to to wrap all this up with a nice little bow. If you've been listening to this mm-hmm. podcast for a long time, and you've you've you know, you don't like the merch. You don't want to kick in on the Patreon. I totally get that. I, I'm a fan of many podcasts who I do not uh, spend money on. Mm-hmm. A five-star review takes very little time and very little effort. <laughs> and Or, or, or four-star. Or, you don't have no, to go I, the whole say, hog. Say, it's if, okay. If, if, yeah, if you don't fully believe we're a five-star podcast, you've been riding us with, for, with us for three years or whatever. It's like, okay, I don't know about you. Yeah. <laughs> this is an okay podcast. I've just been listening to all these episodes. <laughs> But just, you know, I mean, for lack of a better phrase, just do it, you know? it's uh, mm-hmm. It helps us way more than you'll ever know. And if you've already given us a five-star review in the past, just 
rewrite your review. You know, liter- you could literally <laughs> delete it, copy it and paste I, it and put it back in and Apple will refresh it and say it's new and that helps the algorithm too. Dave is giving that advice. I'm stopping just short of, of rigging the whole game here, but it's not it's not rigging the game. We're asking for people to say if if you are a participant and you haven't participated, participate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And one last thing before we get to the poll dark. I know people are, are waiting for us to hear about this finale, but uh, pictures uh, just got released today from the Crown season five of Princess Diana and Prince Charles. And the biggest question is, you know, Elizabeth Debicki is portraying uh, Princess Diana, mm-hmm. and she is a very tall actress, Dave. I'm not sure if you're familiar with her. Uh, she's been in things like uh, Widows and um, uh, Man from Uncle. She in, in, in Tenet. She is six foot three, mm-hmm. and. Dominic West himself, he is six foot. Uh, yet somehow they look some somewhat the same height in these photos. So he is wearing some platform shoes. It's got the internet speculating. How high are the shoes that Dominic West is wearing to measure up to Elizabeth Debicki? He's got like cane shoes. He's got lifts. Yeah, he's walking on stilts. Actually, he's got to uh, be. That, that, that's he's got to match heights with the Undertaker, so they got to put some some plastic in his. Yeah, I, I thought there'd be prosthetic ears. Does not look like there's prosthetic ears, but do believe, folks, the man is walking on stilts. Uh, so that that's the crown, and we'll talk about more of that in due time. But I think it's time for us to talk about Poldark. Yeah, we got a. This is a. I will say that for. This is definitely much more of a. Um, hook finale than it is a, a finite finale you know what's a hook finale it wants the, the it brings you back it'll bring you back i didn't tell anyone oh, okay. why. <laughs> gotcha I'm, I'm only a casual blues travelers fan so i only i almost missed that reference whereas like a finite finale is kind of like we're wrapping things up we'll come back next year and hit the reset button this is like oh no yep. you, you know the wheels are still heavily in motion right um so where where do we start? I mean, it kind of starts in two paths, converges, and it's like one way through the whole rest of the way. I feel like there's the. I, I think we can just knock the copper mine stuff out first, and then get into the <laughs> yeah. the real heavy lifting. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, uh, you know, we we hear discussions with with George and his uncle, you know, about the mines, uh, how they're producing a fraction of what they used to and uh doesn't seem like the, there's much value left in the copper uh, mm-hmm. you get the 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 walls are closing in uh on ross based on what george has been up to with uh, consolidating the game and he's calling in all those debts it seems like mm-hmm. wheel leisure is is not doing so hot right now yeah Ro- ross is uh losing uh backers uh, for for carnmore um not good. So so Ross pins his hopes on, on this auction where he hopes to have raised enough capital to, to buy copper to keep the smelting business going. Mm-hmm. Um, Demelza wants to help. She, she'll sell her frock. Uh, you know, her she, she'll sell her brooch. <laughs> she just wants to help in any which way possible. And how does that work out, Dave? How does that auction shake out? Well, let's just say the South Wales Smelting Company, which are we led to believe that is a, a, a Warligan enterprise at this point? Yeah. Which is kind of, uh, 
foolish for Ross to assume that George couldn't just copy and paste his entire plan and do it himself, George. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Ross kind of runs through things without thinking too far ahead a little bit, you know? Mm-hmm. But uh, great indicator that we are south of Wales here in Cornwall. It's good, good to know for, for reference. <laughs> sure. Sorry, lady. Uh, so anyways though um you know uh, george uh, he yeah he he cleans up he collects all the all the copper in in this uh in this auction and ross is sitting there beside himself and george isn't done yet he he keeps coming at him walking down the street Mm -hmm. what's he talking about dave he says like he he says ross is selfish he says ross has got to stop this Mm-hmm. And he says, "Hey, man, like if if you're gonna be you're gonna have absolutely nothing if you if you keep this up, man." And he says, "Oh, by the way, yeah. I heard there's shares of Wheel Leisure on the market." Right. And where'd you hear that from? Oh, you know, <laughs> pe- people. You got a problem? Yeah. <laughs> just just thought you were gonna do it, but you know he's BSing. You know he there there was no word on that. He's just trying to get under Ross's skin, knowing that like I know. You know the jig is almost up on you, man. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to get you, Dave. How impressed were you that Ross didn't turn around and cold cock him in the street right there? Um, I think I, I, Ross doesn't seem to come to blows that quickly. Really? I was shocked that he just didn't turn around and haul off and punch him. I mean, he could have. The guy wouldn't have been mad about it. Getting, yeah. I, I, it, it felt to me like, especially that early in the episode, it was going to be like something like from wrestling where they, they start scrapping the streets and they're like, hold them apart, hold them apart. And then they'd have the main event gone. later in the episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then you see like Ross um, overpowers 30 townspeople and <laughs> leapfrogs over all another 30 and just starts boiling on George. He's really jacked, baby. You know, he really, he get he goes for it in the gym. Um, what gym? <laughs> I don't know. The Plow on the, the, the farms. Plow on the land. Uh, but yeah, George is like, you'll have no one to blame for yourself. Mm-hmm. And Ross is just like, I'm just gonna gonna do what I'm gonna do, man. He, did, he flipped, and, at least flipped him the bird and walked away. Yeah, something. Yeah, he, he doesn't. He seems to take it like he just takes it in stride. He just keeps going. Doesn't let it ruffle his feathers too much. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And George hasn't given, or Ross hasn't given up yet, because um, he's he's going to some other creditor to get a loan, mm-hmm. uh, unprotected. So like it would, I think there'd be like forty percent uh, interest uh, or something like that, something crazy yeah, like that. Yeah, huge. So and he doesn't even have much confidence in his plans either. Mm-hmm. Uh, so and we're kind of left in the dark a little bit on what he's exactly going to do with that loan. I think. I mean, yeah, and I don't know if that's is, the fault of that. This being a sort of the hook will bring you back finale or if it's just a poorly told story. I don't know if it's poorly told. I mean, as far as we know, he's getting that capital to kind of just carry the tide for now until he can figure things out. Because as he says in this episode that all these mines are closing. So even the workers don't really have many options of places to go. So Mm -hmm. I think he's kind of thinking in that regard for the most part, but yeah, we'll see how how he can kind of resurrect his situation here because it's not looking too hot right now. No, no, and we also see that the Warligans are so well off that they have a a ship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they bought a really nice ship. Uh, that their buddy um, Matthew Sanson 
the the gambler Cheater. who cheats, he's, he's going to be cruising in it. Yeah, sailing. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else is going on with with George? Uh, oh yeah, we see also like them kind of like celebrating their day. Also, you know that we cleaned up. The the copper prices will fall again. <laughs> um, and, and and it's funny too because uh, was it uh, Ross says to George like. Um, something because like George makes an allusion to, to Elizabeth being on her third lord <laughs> and he, he's like well I'm just going to aim higher uh, George says you know I'm not going as, to as if Elizabeth is available mm-hmm. you know and then we see that even after he said he's aiming higher he's got Margaret still by his side there in front of his uncle and, and family <laughs> or friends yeah they keep her around for whatever I mean we know why they keep must her around but it must, yeah you're right that must be a great time yeah and so, yeah, Ross has got nothing but debt to show. So, I mean, I think that's really about all we can talk about without diving yeah. into the other subplot. I mean, we can say that, uh, is it uh, Fra- Francis or, no, it's Ross is reading a letter from Verity saying that Verity is content. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Married to Captain Blamey on the sea or wherever they are. And, and Francis is still like, this is not her home. You know, or the aunt says she'll be home soon, and Francis is like, "This is not her home. She's not welcome here." Yeah, and and aunt Agatha keeps making comments like, "Like this is family. This is our lady." You know, she would mm-hmm. know how to handle this situation, and Francis is uh, losing it. Yeah, and, and and at one point in this episode, you know, we're getting a little ahead of ourselves, but Demelza shows up, and the aunt is like standing up on the second floor. Emerging from the darkness in her her dark dress, she's like portrayed so spookily in the show, Dave. I, I don't know about you, but why does she see, seem so creepy? This Aunt Agatha. I don't know. It must be it must be loyal to the book because why else would this like lone old woman exist? She she's either solemnly saying something very grave and and forebode, foreboding, uh, you know, about the characters, or she's dramatically pointing at people and then saying things are going to happen. Or she just silent. Uh, yeah, it's unsettling, and I, th- I think she's like blaming Demelza a little bit for um, Verity not being there, or it's like shouting at her, like you know that Verity's not here. And that's pretty much all we get from her is just those couple scenes where she's, <laughs> or the after that scene where she's shouting at Demelza for some reason off the top rope. Mm-hmm. All right, Aunt Agatha, I hope we we see you next year. I I don't. <laughs> well, Dave, you want to hear a shocker? Is she still alive? Uh, well, no. I looked at our IMDb. Uh-huh. You'll you'll never guess what famous Star Wars character she portrayed. That old that lady. Um, yeah. How old is she? Give me an age that she is now. Uh, she's in her mid to late seventies now. I, eighties actually. Yeah. Is she is she Mon Mothma? She is Mon Mothma from Return of the Jedi. Oh wait, from the, she's the original Mon Mothma. The original, the OG Mon Mothma, the Aunt Agatha. All right, she could stick around. <laughs> I mean, come on. Can you imagine Francis, just this bloke from Bridgeport, Connecticut in the U.S., being on set with Mon Mothma? If that was us in that role, <laughs> kicking out every day. Um, like, what's it like to be in one scene of Star Wars? <laughs> you know you're in the loading screen that, of every level of Dark Forces? <laughs> yeah, just, sorry, sorry, folks. But that, that's, a, that's a huge get for Poldark. You got Mon Mothma in there. They did. Um, that's, that's great. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so what was the other plot line going on? Uh, 
the disease. <laughs> right, the right, putrid throat. Um, we, we do see Demelza's, you know, needing some biscuits at the beginning. You know, she's singing. making some, some bread to hand out. What's up? She's singing. She has a great uh, And she's singing. Yeah, that's her. She can carry a tune. And we see that uh, Jeb uh, and Prudy are living in... <laughs> Living rent free in Ross's barn. <laughs> yeah, yeah, handing out biscuits to him. Um, Judd seems to be doing okay for himself, just hanging out there. He looks the same. <laughs> that, he's perpetually either drunk or sunburnt or both. Yeah, the the, the lady who pr- pr- plays Prudy, her performance is so over the top. I mean, Judd is very over the top, but hers is almost like. I don't, it just sounds it's disparaging, but community theater esque almost with how much she's just kind of like mm-hmm. leaning into being this down and dirty lady. Um, well, well J- the guy who plays Judd, Phil Davis, benefits from looking <laughs> like Nick Nolte. <laughs> like he just looks haggard. Oh, this guy, yeah, he looks like he's been on a bender every night before he shows up to set. I, I don't deny that. I don't like that. Definitely runs to my mind. He's got got a healthy paunch on him. No, yeah, and, and the red face—that's the, the tell, the tell, um, tell sign, right? That if someone drinks a lot, they got a really red face. I mean, he's super fair-skinned. If you go to his IMDb, he just looks. His profile picture is like like he's been. I'm sure it's some makeup too to make him look like a lush. maybe. Maybe he does like a couple laps and gets like really blown up in the face. Um. Anyways, though, we hear that yeah, Ginny's uh, child doesn't have a putrid throat. But they, there's word of people dying of it around the town. Mm-hmm. Um, their daughter has a tooth coming. So she's yep. dealing with that. But, yeah, as we said, the, the letter from Verity arrived, and that's when uh, Francis says, my throat is on fire. <laughs> and we'll, and they say the whole downstairs is, is sick. Yep. And Dr. Choke. What a name. He, he recommends one thing, and they think that uh, Dr. Dwight... Would recommend another thing, mm-hmm. but they don't believe that uh, they they're they're on team choke. Yeah, uh, what does he prescribe, Dave? I didn't write down what exactly he prescribed. Leeches. Oh, that's right, leeches. And they say Which... that um, Verity would say tea and honey or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And, and Francis is like, well, I'd rather put more faith, my faith in choke. Even though after everyone's like, ah, choke. Francis is like, no, I'd rather cho- trust choke than than just Verity. You know, don't don't. Not part of the family anymore. Yeah, I'd rather uh, put lake creatures on my body and suck my blood. Then I mean, it's not a bad idea. I think it's a thing they used to do in the past, where the you know they drink the blood out of your body, and hopefully that would take out some of the badness that's going on in there. I mean, I'm familiar with leeches. I'm a I'm an eagle scout. I know what a leech mm-hmm. is. Well, I mean, just to fast forward, what is the medical advice that Doctor Dwight Ennis provides? <laughs> he says, get an N95. He does not say get a 95 mask, though. No. What exactly does he say? He says just to pray, because <laughs> there's nothing he can do. So, oh, yeah, because N95s like, haven't been invented yet. That's right. Right. That's exactly it. But it's one of those things where it's just like, well, at least Choke is saying to do something, whereas Dwight, I mean, as quack and, and fake as his advice may be, it's better than just saying pray, because that's just not how sickness goes away sometimes. I mean, I think he's basically so. just saying it's going to run its course, and you just need to let it run its course. Maybe. Maybe I'm going a little bit too hard on, on uh, Dwight. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, I hope Dwight, he's been praying for what he did what last is week. A, you know what they, the first thing that Ross says Dwight looks like? 
He's wasting away. He says he's wasting away. He says since Karen died, he's been wasting away again. In Margaritaville. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no mention of Mark this episode, by the way. I guess he successfully. No, they mentioned Mark. Away. They, they say, "How's he doing?" And they say he's living in France. Him and his brother are in France. Oh, really? On the lamb. Yeah. Well, good for him. He really, he really paddled far there. They said he made it out. Last they seen him was France, or last they heard of him not was a, France. Not a great look, though, if they can get word that he's there. You wonder who, what channels are these words passing through where he can, you know, live safely down there, you know, Mark. I mean, the, probably, probably pretty easily. I guess, yeah, a different time. He's not like an international wanted criminal. He did, he allegedly did he's one thing. He killed his wife. Allegedly. <laughs> we saw him break her back. What are you talking his about? His lawyer, there's no, no proof. Okay, <laughs> you're you're like arguing crime of passion over here. Nah, hey, I know I'm, uh, I'm just arguing that if you didn't see where the camera was, if you if you were an outsider, <laughs> yeah, sh- she broke her back herself. Actually, Karen did last potentially. Week. Okay, sure. <laughs> um. Anyways, though, Ross is kind of wrapped up in all this coal mining business, not coal mining, just just mining business. Copper. And so, copper, copper mining. Uh, Demelza has the day to herself, and how does she choose to spend it, Dave? She goes over to the the other Poldark. She tries to redeem herself and be and help. Right, because they they catch word that they're not doing too well. I mean, Ross takes a ride by there in his horse, and he's like, "I ain't going in there." <laughs> he like straight up looks he at the house. Doctor Stroke like, is walking out. He's like, "You don't want yeah. nothing to do with these people, Ross." <laughs> yeah, get I'm, out of here. I'm Doctor Choke. Remember me from a couple episodes ago. Yeah, uh, but Demelza takes it upon herself to go there and because they find out they have nothing. All their staff are, are dying or sick, mm-hmm. and no one's yep. there to take care of them. They're just gonna they're gonna waste away again. In Margaritaville, yes, in Margaritaville, <laughs> it's, a, it's a grave death there. Going to Margaritaville just a waste away. Um. Anyways, though, uh, yeah, Demelza shows up there, and that's when the aunt. Mon Mothma, uh, Aunt Mothma, I think actually sounds better, uh, points at her and says, you. <laughs> but Demelza proves her worth and takes care of, of uh, Elizabeth, the child itself, because the child is not doing well at all. Mm-hmm. Even Francis uh, gets a you know a rag for his head to, to cool his fever. And I, I tried to look up if this was like an actual thing back then, and I think it wasn't putrid throat quote unquote itself wasn't necessarily a thing so much as there is uh, similar like sicknesses going around in mm-hmm. that period that this really reflects yeah that all tracks yeah and because ross is staying overnight in in, in the town you know trying to secure capital uh demelza stays the night uh, uh with the that that elizabeth and francis the Poldarks, and all yeah. them the poldarks And they get through the night. Yeah, they make it out. And then mm-hmm. Demelza says, so long. I got to go home. I got my own kid yeah. to take care of. Yep. Jenny's over there doing all the hard work. Dave, us living in in this you know pandemic, did watching the scenes of Demelza in the house hit different? Were you at all concerned <laughs> for her? Oh, man, I was like, put a, put a bandana over your mouth. Yeah, anything. 
it's totally viral. If it's in your throat, it's going to be viral. Oh man. Uh, yeah, I saw where this was going the whole time. I mean, not exactly, but it it went there. Okay. Yeah. So I, obviously, Demelza gets the the itchy throat. Mm-hmm. And so does Julia. Yeah, their their daughter. Um, does Garrick the dog get it too? No. We don't see Garrick. Okay. Garrick is outside. Okay. I think Judd and Prudy right. ate Garrick. <laughs> Times got tough. Um, Demelza uh, is honest though with Ross. You know, she's like, "You you wanted me to be truthful for you for you with you. You know, after all the stuff with Verity. Well, I, I gotta tell you the truth." And he's like, "What have you done? <laughs> what 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 could you have done?" And she's like. You know, I went and helped the family over there. I went and made sure that Elizabeth and Francis and the, their kid is okay. And Ross just kind of, he, he, he's not happy, but he gets it. Mm-hmm. And soon enough, Dave, what's going on with Melza? She got it. She's sick. She, throat is swollen. She has a rash. Uh, not just her, the little baby. The baby's got it too. So, so we get Ross slapping on Dwight's door. Literally, he's just like Doc. slapping. <laughs> he doesn't you. even knock. He just literally slaps his hand across the do- on the door multiple times. He's like, "Time to you know get off that little the, your little sad sack and let's go." And what does Dwight do? He comes there and his medical advice is just to pray. <laughs> but he can he Thanks, can help. Man. He can help. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we get a sequence of Demelza seeing visions that goes on way too long. <laughs> Yeah, uh, he, she sees a vision of uh, Ross with Elizabeth, right? Mm-hmm. She's all kinds of weird visions. Pretty much everyone telling her she's not worth it. Like her dad yeah, saying, her dad. like, you know, how she's like an outsider. You come live with them. Elizabeth saying, like, he'll always love me. Just a lot of bad, bad dreams. No good. And she wakes up, right? Eventually, but unfortunately. The baby does not. The baby succumbs to the illness. So, what did you think of this, Dave? I, I, I mean, I, th- I thought we, I thought we might lose Demelza. You actually thought we'd lose Demelza. This show is making everyone go away. <laughs> or Francis. I guess. I don't know. I, I guess I've just looked at enough images from the show to know that Demelza is going to be a, a big player for a long time. I mean, I kind of and, assume, but I, you know, I didn't. I didn't think they were going to kill a baby. <laughs> so. I thought that was a little bit. This is me speaking. I think a little. I thought it was a little bit tasteless the way they kind of did that. Where like, you know, she's gone, and they don't tell you who. We just see them him carrying a tiny casket. And we then see him holding realize, holding her first, and then he takes his bracelet right. off. Yeah, he he's holding the baby first, and then we see the tiny casket, and it goes on. I don't. It goes. The, the scene. I mean, it definitely has a lot of emotional weight to it. So I'm not saying it. It should be a short scene. I just didn't like the emotional manipulation of making us because because it almost is you know when you find out it's the baby and not Demelza, maybe it's just me. I felt like a little bit of relief, but that's because we've invested so much in, in Demelza as a character to this point. It would be a shame to lose her. It, it just it feels like this weird manipulation of like, oh, oh, the person you actually care for may be dead, and it's like, oh no, it's the baby. We we just you know had to chuck someone so. I mean, it's not good that it's the baby. It's not good. No, not at all. But it 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 feels it it doesn't hit us 
as much as it wants to. Yeah, because the show doesn't spend enough time establishing that these two are parents. You know, there's the whole episode where you don't even see the kid. So what it really turns into is I just feel guilty, feeling relieved that this child has died. Is really the the end result of all this. Like, phew, glad Demelza lived. Sucks about that baby, but at least it's not Demelza. That's the way it comes off to me. Is Mm -hmm. is what I'm getting at. But um, no one's judging you here. This is all fiction. (laughs) It's okay. No one's judging that I'm okay with the baby dying. Okay is not the right um, word. Uh, I'm not okay When with given it, the yeah. option of an established the character. the way the show handles it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And we see, you know, everyone's sort of back. All the sort of bridges have been mended by this tragedy. And all mm-hmm. the investors and Ross's sort of mining friends are, are there. And then we see Francis puts his hand on Ross's shoulder. And is this a funeral? Because if this is a funeral, this is a very morbid funeral. It's, yeah. Uh... Yeah, I don't know. It's a very fast funeral, considering this Petra Throat thing is going around. Well, Ross keeps, turn out. Yeah, Ross keeps t- saying when it's over that, like, oh, I should have offered them refreshments. It's the least that you can do. And it's like, dude, you got to. You, you just had a bunch of people standing while you walked mm-hmm. from home with yeah. your, you know, recently deceased child. You, you go. You don't know anybody anything. Even Francis, who who's back on your good he, side, hopefully. He, Ross Loki does a lot of walking in this episode because again later in this episode we see him walk uh, you know towards the cliff at cliff's edge as mm-hmm. he usually does, and that's a far walk for him. And you he's know he's a he's a, gotta get his ten thousand steps. <laughs> yeah, he does. He definitely does. That's how he gets so ripped is just doing the ten thousand steps. Um, but he sees a boat out there in the water. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's Warligan's a storm boat. Yeah. It's that fancy fancy boat that Sanson's on, and it it's not it doesn't look like it's wrecked yet, but but it's blown. Ross is like, yeah, Ross is like that thing's going to capsize, and there's a, a lot to plunder from there. We also skipped the scene with the uh, so there's a brief scene before we see the boat where um we see George and Carrie Warligan sitting, sort of having a, a little snifter of something. Mm-hmm. And and offhandedly, Uncle Carrie is like, "Well, at least we know that Ross Poldark won't be a thorn in our side for a little bit." And George is like, "Why?" And Uncle Carrie is like, "Because his kid just died." And we're like, George like has a moment where you can see he's like moved, you know, like Uncle he, yeah, he kind of yeah. sees how selfish, not selfish, but inconsiderate yeah. like it far. is for his uncle to make that kind of comment about someone that is his rival but somebody that he has a history with you know yeah I, I wouldn't say he goes to you know changing his ways but he feels you know some empathy uh, mm-hmm. or sympathy or sympathy rather uh, with uh, for, for uh, Ross at that moment but uh, but the boat sinks boat sinks and Ross has already rallied the entire village to say you know there's going to be so many things coming to land come on let's, there's enough food here that will feed like y'all for a month Let's go. Yeah, he yells. He gets. He pulls Judd up, and he's like, "Judd, time to go, boy." Yeah, let's do this. And lo and behold, there's all these barrels washing ashore with like rice and, and grains and stuff for them to take. Mm-hmm. Uh, Judd is seen carrying a statue, and then promptly just eats it. <laughs> he falls down, uh, face forward with that that statue. Uh, great pratfall on his part. And. I guess the way the the things went back then is if things washed on shore, it was finders keepers more mm-hmm. or less. 
it was on the property that it landed. So not necessarily finders keepers, but wherever it landed, that's who it belongs to. And you know what's funny is, so I think we get a scene where Uncle uh, Carrie gets uh, the note that their ship is uh, not doing well. You know, it's going to sink or whatever. It's going to, uh, you know, break. And then we get another scene where he's like, there's people plundering and then stealing the stuff. <laughs> and it's like, what did you think was going to happen, Uncle? Like, you, you think people are just going to let that yeah, lie there? Up, Uncle? You really think it's that easy? And And so there's some soldiers there uh, at their manor. And they see to paying off the soldiers uh, to because the soldiers basically say apprehend. what we've just said. It's, it's on the Poldark yeah. land is Poldark property, and it, I believe it's is it Francis who hands him the sack of money? No, it's George. Oh, it is George. George. Yeah, yeah, that's Francis what I meant. Not George, not uh, George and Carrie. It's not, it's not Carrie. It's yeah. George who does it. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Hey, make it right." He says, yeah. "If the president does it, it's not illegal," and he gives him some money. <laughs> And sends him on his way. Yep. And you know they're cleaning up on on, on the uh, on the stuff that's washed ashore there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's even it's eventually nighttime, and we get some vintage Ross Poldark where he, he sees some of the people have washed ashore, and some of the the townspeople are assaulting one of the people who've made it ashore. And then Ross is like, "Can't have that," and then he just goes up and punches both of them in the face, like. We should get like a running counter of how many times Ross has punched someone in the face in the show. I think yeah, we're like up Ross's to at least, KO ratio. He's up to like four or five times at least this season, I'd say. <laughs> For knockouts? Yeah. And Ross does the, the Ross thing where he basically says like, look, y'all can, y'all can stay with me because I know that this does not fall on you. Like, this is not your fault. Mm-hmm. And we also see yeah. Mr. Sanson is dead. <laughs> he, he has washed ashore. Um <laughs> And Ross does the thing that that a lot of characters do, where he like puts his hand over his face and then closes his eyes. Yeah, I would have been like, "Dude, you screwed my cousin. You screwed me." Uh-uh. Just kick the dead body while it's there. <laughs> Peed on it or something. <laughs> Come on, it's Ross, man. He's uh, had a bad week. He's he's, had, he's definitely had a bad week. And, and then you, you see floating next to Sansa some like uh, spare cards are <laughs> just lying around. Uh, died cheating. Um, no, that's not true. Maybe we don't uh, know how he died. Maybe, yeah. Who knows if he was shicing the people on deck there? Um, but won't miss you, Sanson. No, not at all. And we see. Um, so the the cops are coming to like raid to stop this sort of pillaging from going on. And mm-hmm. Ross is walking by with this crew from this ship, and he like walks right by the cops. He's like, "Yeah, people are that way, man. I'm taking care of these guys." And they're like, oh, "Okay, cool, dude." But he does tell him, like, you know, look, people are just taking stuff out there. They will literally assault you and take half your men if you go there right now. Mm-hmm. You should, like, wait till the morning. It's like, wait for them and to get the drunk. Soldiers, yeah, the soldier's easy. like, no, I'm, I'm, I got expendables with me. <laughs> they, they, they can go. It's okay. Um, I, I, I do love the scene, though, of Ross coming back to his house with these, these sailors. And Dwight, who's passed out, is, like, shaken awake from his bed. Like, wait, what? <laughs> what? Like, bro, just because what happened doesn't mean you don't have to work. You got to take care of these people. He's got work to do. And so Dwight's going to check on them and then take care of them. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, next day comes, Demelza's feeling better. Oh, yeah, and then she's got to find out the news. 
yeah, the, the baby is uh, baby's gone. Oh, that's tough. Tough scene. That's a that's a very well done scene. Where I think yeah. I, I think that the show really could have spun where like Ross has some kind of reaction against Demelza because of similarly how he um, reacted after the ball was it when he cut her, sort of blamed her mm-hmm. for you know like you if you didn't want to go to this it wouldn't have been a thing we wouldn't have had to deal with this at, at all. Yeah. But thankfully, Ross is compassionate. He is uh, good, and that's that. And we we didn't even mention that the big plot, plot twist is like when Ross comes back from, you know, all his plundering. I guess. Um, but by the way, the the one of the the shipwreck people sounds like a pirate because he's like yar. Like, what are you doing there, Ross? Did you, did you notice that? Well, he's just, he's a man of the sea. Of course, he could be a yeah. All right, <laughs> what, what are you doing there? Shiver me timbers. Um, but the, the one thing though is when Ross gets back, it's Elizabeth who was taking care of yep, Elsa yep. to make sure she was okay, which is, is is big on her. You know, we know Elizabeth is a reasonable human being. Yeah, we didn't know mention it, but earlier in the episode, you know, George swings by the, the house, and Francis is like, "I can't go out and see him. I can't bear it." Um, or was that the same day? Is that the next scene? Uh. No, it's sometime in this episode that he comes by. No, no, no. Yeah, no, that's later. So, so after this, though, yeah. Uh, Demelza learns about the baby being lost, and then Ross is going to expect the the wreckage again, and that's when George talks to him for a moment. Mm-hmm. And George is like, "I'm sorry for your loss and everything," and Ross is like, "Save it. <laughs> I I don't care." Um. And even George throws out there, we could be allies. Nope. No. Not the way you treat Ross. everybody around you. Yeah. Ross is like, God forbid I'll ever be so desperate. <laughs> Strong words for this guy who's in a real tough spot right now. Yeah, and it doesn't get much better for him. Mm-mm. But, uh, yeah, so George then goes to visit Francis and Elizabeth. Francis is like, I can't see them. But George... A little bit forward, he kisses Elizabeth Elizabeth's hand, and you know we all got to decla- declare ourselves for one side or another. He's picked a side. Uh, it looks a lot like it. He doesn't want his feelings uh, misunderstood any longer. But uh, yeah, you know. Then we cut to the, the this is the final scene where they're looking out the water. Demelza wishes she could have said Demelza wishes she could have said a goodbye. So they go to the grave site. Mm-hmm. Um, still no no uh, young Jim uh, <laughs> uh, burial in sight. We still don't see where that cross is. <laughs> oh no, absolutely not. But uh, yeah, Demelza wishes she could have said goodbye. And uh, Ross even muses that he can align with uh, Francis now that they're both kind of penniless. Mm-hmm. <laughs> essentially and uh, they'll try something to resurrect the mines so he, he's he's not fully sure what's going to go on there but Dave what, what's the what's the hook the cops are back they whatever say, they are they soldiers say, coppers whatever they say Ross you're under arrest for murder that's not that's not what they say what do they say well, it's not for murder. It's it's of the wreckage, of plundering and everything. Then they also say murder, I'm pretty sure. Oh, they do? Yeah. Well, that's that's pretty severe then, I guess. Yeah, when you take it that way, yeah. And he's like, um, who accused me? 
Yeah, I, I did get. I did know that. Who who accuses me? It's like take a wild guess, dude. And he's like George, <laughs> George. Which, why me? Why <laughs> me, George? Uh, it's crazy swing for for George there, who goes from feeling bad for this guy who lost a son to being like, wait a second, no, I hate this guy. <laughs> Let's put him in jail. Why don't I, do you think uh, it? Do you think it was George? Oh, it could be Uncle Carrie. That's. I don't think it's George. That's true. Because I think That's George appreciates the rivalry. I think Uncle Carrie wants to smother everybody. Yeah. That's true, because Uncle Carrie doesn't seem to care that he lost Julia, that, that he lost his daughter. <laughs> so it doesn't matter to him to put, put him in Truro uh, jail. Yeah. Uh, but that was the finale of season one. Was it good, Dave? That's a, that's not an easy question to answer, considering a baby dies. It's ranked as one of the best episodes on IMDb, uh, as you've pointed out in the past. It's one of the few ones that has an uh, eight point nine. I mean, it's it's like I, I I do prefer more of the finality finales than the hook mm-hmm. ones. That's true of you with movies too. You prefer movies that don't uh, tee up a next one. That's true. I like find out. I like no. You know, I want to understand on its own, and not to say that this doesn't mm-hmm. tie up a lot of things because we definitely see a lot of sort of plots get at least touched on and, and established where they will be headed. But the last scene being that sort of cliffhanger, I didn't need it to be like that. Sure. What well, about you? you I think, I think it, was it was good, Corey. Yeah, I think it was very eventful. Oh, um, it's definitely eventful. It definitely yeah, it wasn't I mean, as light as previous episodes were. Obviously, with with the baby stuff but the sickness was like a really it was a big tonal shift to end the season which i didn't necessarily l- appreciate okay yeah yeah i, I honestly I, it this show has been so consistent for me I, it doesn't seem to rise or fall that much you know differently than the rest of the episodes it, it hits what it needs to i thought it was pretty pretty solid all right yeah i mean i'm not i don't i didn't uh i don't want to say enjoyed myself because it's not the kind of yeah. thing you can enjoy but i did appreciate the yeah the storytelling and whatnot well, well we got some power rings we should get to yeah who do you got going down Corey? uh number three i got sanson the brother died okay <laughs> rest in peace so you, you were all on your high horse with that boat but you you didn't know what was coming well and number three also passed away baby julia it's uh we barely got to know you you had a tooth coming in. Mm-hmm. It's tough. Tough loss. Yeah. Well, number two going down, I got Kerry Warligan. Going because, down? Uh, he's pretty hot, man, over this, this boat being plundered. He, he is not happy at all over that. He is made to look like a fool. And then he also lost his family member, Sanson, who, which really doubly makes him upset. So mm-hmm. he's in, he's in a, a bad place. Well, I got, Pip Torrens. I got Demelza at number two. Because, okay, you know, she tries to do the right thing, and it ultimately costs her so severely mm. that, you know, I feel like sure. she's been trying to clean up the sort of mess she made a few weeks ago, and this was her big opportunity, and it wound up costing her her child, basically. Not to say, you know, it's a, yeah. it's a pandemic situation, so we know. Endemic, I think they say, right? Uh, well, what, I'm just comparing oh, it to what they we're doing. They say it's epidemic. Yeah, yeah. So it's not a pandemic yet. It whatever it's it's diff, it's sad and you feel sorry for her. So, mm-hmm. 
Well, number one going down for me, uh, it's pretty easy for me as Ross. Oh, it's, it's got to no be Ross. Good, no good rotten bad luck week of not winning his auction, losing his child. <laughs> All his investors in the Carmore are, are out. It is not good for him. He can punch as many people as he wants, but uh, it's not going to fix things for him. Who wins in a, yeah. in a fist fight? Ross Paul Darker and John Bates. Ooh, that, that's a that's a tough tough one. Um, I think I think it would have to be Bates. He he, he has nothing to lose. I think is is the thing. At what point? Because at the end of the show, he's got a kid. I don't think he cares. He's a violent man. I don't know. He's shifty. Mm-hmm. I feel I feel like it's a thing where you just like look around and Bates is right behind you with a knife. Bates is a bit of a heavy too, whereas Ross is like oh, yeah. a, a middleweight. He's Jack. Sure. He's more Jack, but Bates. Bates will clock him could, out. Could he? Could he lift Bates from Downton Abbey? I bet he could. Okay. Could. It's it's like it's like a Hulk Hogan lifting Andre the Giant. He he, he can get one lift on on Bates, and then it just kind of breaks. Him. Uh, well, Dave, who is going up in, in your power rankings? Well, number three, I got George, because you know he okay. does lose the boat, but he's winning this copper war, and we see. Regard, we don't know who accused Ross yet, so I'm not going to cast blame. And yeah. we see uh, he a, a fleck, a, a little teeny ounce of humanity in his heart. So I think it's like the Grinch. Sure. I feel like there's a face turn of some capacity coming from George. Maybe not soon. Maybe not next episode. Mm-hmm. But I see him coming around and, and, and slamming Uncle Carrie, something like that. Sure. Well, at number three, I got the townspeople. They they clean up on this shipwreck. Well, I, they they're they're my number two. Yeah, good for them. I mean, hopefully they didn't get arrested or anything like that. Uh, those who got in and got out made the right choice, and I hope they're doing well. So good for them. Not not many too many up people to choose from from this episode. No. Well, who's your number uh, two then? Well, it's Judd. Judd. I think he proves himself. You know, like. To, to show up and wrangle people, you know, to, to get them down there to collect stuff. He's walking around with a statue. He gets some bread at the top of this episode. It seems like he's making his inroads a little bit with, with Ross again. Yeah, I feel like Ross is just freezing him out side. for a little while. Ross is just kind of saying, like, look, mm-hmm. pay your dues. You'll come back when, yeah. you know, you take your sensitivity training course. For sure. So, yeah, I think Judge is getting some goodwill. So that's number two but, for uh, you? Yeah. So who's your number one? My number one is Verity. <laughs> She's just out of there? <laughs> yeah, she. there's just a letter that says she, she seems content. In this episode, <laughs> that's all we need that's to know. Yeah, that's that's fair. I, I got George at number one. He cleans up in that auction. And, uh, you know, that, that's all he really needs. And he feels a, an ounce of sympathy for, for, for Ross, which says a lot. And he's already laying the trap down for Elizabeth. And he got, gets to talk his talk too to uh to ross so good on george yeah and that's uh that's season one we'll talk He's about flexing, the, man. he is flexing this episode yeah we'll talk about the whole thing next week absolutely so that is poldark and yeah dave have you been watching anything other than poldark uh well i've been continuing down the sopranos road but in not wanting to hold up some friends I went to go mm-hmm. see The Many Saints of Newark in the theater on Saturday. So the movie, uh, the prequel. prequel to to the show. 
and and how was it dave did did i don't even know what expectations you have did did you enjoy it oh i enjoyed it a lot um the only spoiler was one that the internet had already spoiled for me really okay so it wasn't like i mean it was kind of funny and it's in the opening scene the opening um Mm -hmm. narration yeah but it's like just a good mob movie ray liotta is is not great in it but he's very hammy okay and how close are you to wrapping the sopranos a couple more episodes so i just finished season six movie length point one (laughs) they're like they're shorter than poldark episodes generally really they're like 54 huh but this is 2007 so these you know pristine tv is just sort of like the wire is really just sort of when's the wire done uh 2007 so yeah so you know the the 55 is still not like it you know yeah it's more of the norm yeah and that's really all i've had the time for what about you i saw on letterboxd you're past two months you're watching uh horror movies i mean it's that time of the year um so you're such a big fan of the season not really i just you know i'm big movie uh buff and i every year i try to make a concerted effort to catch up on ones i haven't seen uh yet and so yeah this past week i I, i've watched a couple of scream movies Mm -hmm. which i hadn't seen uh first one's great second one not as much uh just really fun didn't realize that there's a new one coming out now didn't they was it the last one a reboot or was that uh another part it was continuation it was another new one is a reboot though right yeah and I was watching Scream 3 before we started talking here, Dave. I forgot that Jalen Silent Bob show up in that movie. <laughs> he has themselves uh, in a cameo. Uh, real, you know, nice place the movie in, in its time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. What is that, 01 um, or 02? Uh, 2000. You're 2000. When's the first uh, one? Scream is, it came out in 96, and then Scream 2 is 97. Wow, that's... Yeah, that's a faster. I guess that's not as fast as like the Saw movies, but that's a pretty fast turnaround. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and, and yeah, they're solid. And I watched also this, this old Japanese movie House from 1977. Uh, it is quite possibly the most off the wall, bizarre thing I've ever seen. And there's no words I can say to prepare anyone for what madness is in that movie. I've seen that it poster. Is, I feel like that's a um, that's like a film school yeah. poster. Right. I mean, there, there's a cat in it that f- features prominently, and it is, it's on HBO Max, and if you have 90 minutes to spare and you want to get crazy, uh, have at it. Uh, it is something else. Um, anyways, the, the one other thing, though, I wanted to mention, Dave, is I watched the second season of Love on the Spectrum on mm-hmm. Netflix, which picks up from where the first season left off because in Australia and New Zealand they didn't have the pandemic affecting them as much as it was here because they could still meet and hang out without masks wow uh, and it is uh, it, it's a easier watch than season one not quite as cringe inducing but man I'm just sitting there the whole time just like this is so difficult for some of these people to get through I feel feel so much for them and uh, the yeah the season hit hits hard uh, when it wraps it's uh well worth a watch yeah that's definitely on my list like I, i'm closing in on I, I i see the light at the end of the tunnel with with uh, old tony and the rest of the mm-hmm. gang and you're still watching the circle season whatever now well, i think all last week i didn't touch anything but sopranos so this yeah, okay. week uh after i saw the movie i watched 
one. No, I watched. You know, it's like the circle where like the episode, the cliffhanger leaves. You want going yeah. like fifteen minutes in the next episode. I watched a couple more. Mm-hmm. We got to the end. The last like you know when they say the circle is closed. Yeah, and I was like, oh, I'm, this is like, this group isn't great. Like, oh really? It's, it's definitely so it's, my least favorite of the of. I, I want to be this is better than France. Okay, you're you're so enthusiastic coming into the season. Now, now you've because they do they do them. cool things, but the characters, the okay. people are like the least inspiring. Duds, sure. Okay, but there is like you know there's a lot more gaming than in previous seasons. I think. Hmm. So I'll I'll check it out. Get, the get there when you get there. There's no rush. That's why I think yeah. it went from being like crucial to like eh, I'm okay. You know. Yep. <laughs> Well, on that note, this is a long episode, uh, but people, you know where to find us. You can leave us a five-star rating review if you so choose on, on iTunes. And you know you podcast. know, it makes a huge difference, that, that's what we talked about before. So sure. please, please do if you have the time. Yeah, and yeah, we're on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all, all, the, all the socials out there. And um, otherwise, yeah, we'll, we'll be doing a bonus podcast uh, soon for our Patreons. Mm-hmm. TVD with that cover, but uh, keep an eye out for that. Otherwise, I think we can wrap it. That's it. All right, Dave. Thanks to tell until next time. Yeah, next week we discuss the whole season, top to bottom, full dark. Let's do it.